is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. Hello and welcome to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. This is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group, and I have got a fantastic episode for you today. You're going to hear from an industry veteran who grew his own multi-million dollar roofing business from the ground up. Ari Hausch is my special guest today. He's the owner of Aries Roofing Services in Tampa, Florida. He is the walking, talking example of a wealthy contractor. With 150 employees, 50 trucks, 15,000 square feet of office and warehouse space, and around 2,500 customers per year, Aries' passionate about helping his fellow contractors, especially aspiring wealthy contractors, avoid some of the pitfalls of owning a home improvement company and achieve success just like he has. So you want to pay close attention as Aries shares how selling customers on the value of your service rather than on cheap prices will not only boost your profits and the longevity of your business, but also help you on your road to becoming a wealthy contractor. Then you'll hear from Ari about the importance of mentorship. Do you have a mentor? Are you a mentor to someone else? Ari will share with us the value that you can get from both roles. You're going to love this episode because it has some solid business insights regarding pricing and some tips on how to grow as an individual and as a business owner. On a personal note, I've known Ari Hausch and the Hausch family for about seven years now. And Ari would be the first one to say that it really is a family affair at Ari's Roofing. His sons are involved in the business and his business partner is his wife, Becky. You're going to get a lot out of this episode. Pay real close attention. Um, Ari has just got a wealth of information, a wealth of knowledge in this business. One of the things to keep in mind is that 10 years ago, Aries Roofing was about a $5 million company. Today, they're almost at 20. So they've had to do quite a bit and they've had to change quite a bit internally in their business structure and process, but also with themselves. So again, you're going to love this episode. Aries, he's a great friend and he, he's really a great mentor. And I think somebody you're going to get a ton of value from. So let's get to it. All right, Aries, so thank you so much for joining us on the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Um, I'm excited to dig right in. So one of the first things that I want to talk to you about is I know that Aries Roofing, you are not a price company. You are not Walmart. Um, you are a premium-priced provider in your marketplace. And one of the things that I say a lot in my in my workshops and presentations is is I talk to people about premium pricing and how they need to be the premium priced provider, and that it is possible to be a premium priced provider because um, a lot of these guys that are out there that are not premium priced providers are losing jobs to people like you, who are premium priced providers. They don't think they are. But they are losing jobs. So, you know, you say the the price has to be secondary. So I want to talk a little bit about that. 
um, how do you make price uh, not as important? That's an interesting question, Brian. Yes. Uh, I mean, the fact that, uh, you know, the price should be determined, you know, based on your expense and your cost uh, and not, you know, necessarily what common market pricing is. And then you mentioned, you know, uh, store-bought things, that they have a price item that uh, that doesn't fluctuate once it's produced. We're not in that industry. We're in an industry where there's always fluctuation of material costs, um, gas expenses, insurance expenses, labor expenses. So you always have to monitor your your costs in order to make your profit. So, you know, I believe honestly that our our company is priced where it needs to be, and, and in order to make a profit and in order to give the best solution and best products and best warranties to our customers. Unfortunately, there's a lot of guys that fear that if they are priced where they need it to be, they're not going to get the job. And you alluded to that just a minute ago. They're losing jobs to companies like ours because we want to educate the customer. We want to give them the best service. We want to give them the best warranty. And we can't do that at a lower price because we're going to build a relationship with these customers in order to get them on board with us, become part of the family, essentially. And if they have a problem, we're going to take care of it right away. Well, that money has to be, it has to come from somewhere. And if it, you don't have it enough in a the job, then you're taking it from another job and another job and so on. And that could really have a negative effect on your overall profit. Right. So, so it, go ahead. Go ahead. So it's it's just important to, you know, once a quarter or semi-annually, it doesn't have to be all the time, that you evaluate where where your cost is. And, you know, I mean, is the gas the same this year than it was three years ago? Absolutely not. Well, when you have 50 trucks, you know, and whether you have 50 trucks or five trucks, there is an expense attached to that that's going to be, variable it's going to change and if you don't have adjust your profit margins you know and i understand a lot of guys don't even do profit margins it basically i know a company right up the road that, that you know said oh we just want to get our cost plus a thousand dollars well that's nice but i mean is a thousand dollars enough right uh, if you don't know then you may be lose you may be Actually, <laughs> I say this: you may be even paying your customer to do the job because you may not. You might look at the end of the job if you have problems or if you have ex unforeseen, uh, you know, lawn care, driveways, drywall. It costs more than a thousand dollars to fix, so then you're losing money. So you have to really be conscious of where you are in your pricing in order to. Uh, make a profit. Yeah, the thing with the home improvement business is there's so much risk involved. Just like you said, I mean there's you could have a drywall issue, you could have a lawn issue, you could have all kinds of stupid stuff that goes wrong on the job. And that's it. It eats up your profit, and it could eat up your profit for a month. On You're, one right, job. Brian. You're right. And actually, the way I look at it, I says, you know, as a business owner of a, of a construction company, roofing company, you know, we're management, executive management here. We're in a position 
They're, we're co-reliant to the customer, meaning we want to do the best job we can because we want to get paid. And we sometime in this in this industry today or the mentality of people today, they'll just find ways to either cut you down on, on what you know they owe you or find ways to say you damaged this and this and that. It's more common today than it was 25 years ago, I can tell you that. And then you got your labor force on the other side. You know, are they going to do the job that you expect them to do the way you train them to do it? Or are they going to cut corners? And, again, I mentioned drywall. They cut corners and it rains a lot here. We're going to have a leak. Well, that customer's going to call you and says, I got a brand-new leak in my roof, you know, and we have to replace the carpet and the drywall. Those are all expenses that you somehow need to account for on a yearly percentage. You know, we call it warranty expense. And a lot of guys don't do that. They just, oh, well, you know, we'll wing it. Well, you know, unless you're perfect, uh, those expenses are going to come out of somewhere else. And uh, so we're caught in the middle. We we expect our, our, our homeowners to pay us for a good job, so service rendered, and we rely on employees to do a good job and and you know and I I can tell you this the labor force has increasingly gotten higher and higher over the last few years and it's been harder and harder to find good workers good craftsmanship if you would say or journeymen that know what they're doing so right you know now you have to do some training well we know that every guy you train it takes about 10 12 weeks and it probably costs a thousand dollars to train that guy yeah you know, so everything everything is is kind of you know right there on the table, and, and if if you don't charge enough for your jobs just to make five hundred or a thousand dollars, I'm sorry, but it's going to hurt you after a few years, and you're going to wonder why you're not making any profit. Well, and that's the thing too is that are you in a business, or do you just have a? It, it, it's like. Uh, you almost can't even call it a job because there's no security in something like that. It's certainly not a business if you just say, well, I'm just going to take my cost and add a thousand bucks to it. Right? That's just, let me just go from day to day and see what sticks. Right, right. And that, that's that's just a very superficial, limited way of doing business. Right. Uh, it, it is, and it's it's. I, this is why our industry or construction industry in general, you know, they say the average company only lasts three to five years, uh, because they, you know, you should be a business person first as a contractor, you know, and and understand business, understand the numbers, understand the accounting part of things, and associate yourself with people if you don't know not expected to know everything, but at least align yourself with a good accountant and a good banker and a good insurance person that can advise you and teach you and and tell you, you know, these are the things you need. Otherwise, it's going to cost you more than what you're charging. And uh, unfortunately, I've talked to a lot of contractors over the years, and it's like the, the deer in the headlights, you know, and they look at you like, oh, I don't have that. Yeah. And, you know, they don't have an account that can tell them whether they're making money or not. <laughs> so so let me let let me ask you about this. So so if you can give us give us just the thirty second snapshot of what Aries roofing is today and then I'm gonna ask you about the past. 
Okay, well, today Aries Roofing is, you know, we're successful. We have a, now in, in 2017, we have 150 employees, uh, and we have about 50 trucks, two buildings, about uh, 15,000 square feet in total. And uh, we probably do about 2,200, 2,500 customers a year wow. that we touch, you know, whether it's a re-roof or repair or inspection, maintenance. Uh, so uh, that's a lot of people we're in contact with. <laughs> Definitely. And we want we want to we want to keep that relationship. We want to continue on so they remember that we're here for them beyond you know beyond the roofing experience. And let me tell you something else about misconception about a lot of roofers tell their customers we're the best. We're going to do a great job for you. Let me tell you something else. Roofing it can be disastrous to a customer. It's 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 not. You know, you're you're tearing off shingles. You got nails flying everywhere. You got saws cutting. You got ground that's getting all kind. You know, so it's not it's not fair to tell that homeowner that, hey, it's going to be a great experience. Don't worry, I got your back. No, you need to let them know that this is not going to be exactly what they expected. And they come in there in the middle of the day. We have everything tore off. It's a disaster. <laughs> right. <laughs> And it could be traumatizing to them, so it's important they understand that you know we we'll cover everything for you, and we will make sure you need to take down your precious pictures and, and you know on the walls and all that. So we give them a lot of information to the fact that you know the that nobody else does, and I think that that's a, one of the successes that we do is we educate the homeowner about the experience. And, and and I think a lot of roofing contractors bring their experience from the new construction side of thing into the remodeling or re-roofing side of things and don't explain the difference. And there's a big difference between re-roofing and new construction. Yeah. So um, today... 2,200 to 2,500 customers, 150 people. Um, how long ago did you start in the business? I want to give everybody a little bit of perspective. Well, I got acquainted to the business back in, I'll just say, 1980. Uh, between jobs, a neighbor of mine had just started a small roofing company, offered me a job. And I went to work for him. I knew construction, framing, plumbing, different trades, but roofing was new to me. So, uh, you know, I took it on as a challenge. And uh, in eighty with nineteen eighties was a booming time in Florida. So they were building subdivisions after subdivisions everywhere. And towards the late eighties, uh, you know. It's, it doesn't take you know, but a decade to fill up all the, the the land over here with homes. So we were having to chase you know the work a little bit further out, uh, an hour drive, an hour and a half drive, and I just couldn't see that to be the way to go. So you know, in addition, I saw how construction was in the 80s, and uh, I think that the permitting and and uh, regulating of the construction was poor back then. So. There was going to need for a lot of repair work and a lot of re-roofing. So, uh, late '80s, uh, I started, you know, considering uh, wanting to go into re-roofing. With my, I worked for another company for those years, and I, I was a licensed qualifier. Uh, and 
the gentleman just did not want to, you know, buy equipment and start a re-roofing business. So I started uh, with a small truck and two other guys and and did the jobs in the, you know, in the morning and took a shower and went sold a couple more in the afternoon and that's when we started in 1990 my wife and I and we had two young toddlers at home and every day we we just, you know, went at it, went at it and uh 1993 we had a big storm here and brought in a lot of work and uh, we hired more people and you know and just training them and I think to be a, a a leader you have to have certain skills but the skills you have to be is more of a listener and listen to suggestions and observe people and from there you know retain the people do you think that's going to be a good team player with you you know we always are afraid to, to let somebody go but if they're going to be a cancer to your company you need to get them out right away but that being said we grew and continue to grow grow and uh to where today we have 150 employees and and uh, everybody has knows what they need to be doing. At what point? At what point did you decide that Aries Roofing was going to be the premium priced provider? I, it probably wasn't long after we started the business. We could see what the competition was doing and, and the price wars that everybody was having to encounter and so i think it was towards the late 90s uh, that uh we wanted to kind of re kind of reface our business to a, the premier roofing company so that we can try to attract the clientele we wanted which was the the higher end home the the more more the the working white collar people that you know business people that that you know wanted just to trust somebody to do the right job without having to look over their shoulder all the time and uh so we marketed our business for that particular you know type of clientele and the benefits of that that we found out is you know most business people if you do a good job for them then they're going to share your your story with everybody in the office and and or they're going to call you to to give them a bit on their on their business buildings and uh, so we kind of had a niche market there for you know for a while and we still do uh so now and towards the 2008 which we all know what 2008 brought we were finding that guys just to survive were just really dropping the price and and of course my point of view of that is that's just going to you know put you under so we raised our price, but we offer a better product and a better warranty. And I think that the, what people saw is, hey, we can trust these guys. They're giving us, you know, back then it was 20-year. They're giving us a 20-year labor warranty and a non-prorated warranty on the materials, and I don't have to worry about this anymore. And we started selling jobs at a higher rate, at a higher price than all these guys that were just, you know, so low and uh and I think that uh, people were kind of looking at us like, well, what are they doing here? You know, what's going on? How come they're successful by raising their prices? And uh, it's because I think that people want somebody they can trust and somebody that is professional and and somebody that knows what to charge and they don't have to worry about it. Because 
you know, there's a lot of contractors, they charge a very low price, but as soon as there's a problem on the job, then they're just putting on the defense and they're not going to pay for anything else or they have a lot of hidden costs that they don't tell homeowners about. We're all up front with our homeowners to tell them what the overall cost is going to be based on the evaluation that we've done. So I want to point out two things that you said in the, in there that are, I think, um, I, I think huge for anybody listening. Number one is you um, strategically changed your customer. And this is one of the things that we talk about in our workshops all the time, is if you are not getting the price that you need to get in order to get the right profit, which to me is a minimum net of 10%, minimum 10%. If you are not getting that, one of the strategies is, of course, raising price, but another strategy is maybe you're just dealing with the wrong customer, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with changing customer. And here, Ari just is proof of that. That's what he did. The other thing that you said, um, and I love the story, um, I've heard the story a number of times, and I was waiting for it. In 2008, when everybody else was freaking out and dropping their prices, you went the, other, the opposite way. You said, we're going to raise our prices, but we're going to become the best value for our customer. That's correct. And I think those two points there are just if, – if, for those of you that are listening that are in this business, um, the, those two are just golden nuggets. Area is filled with them. Ari and I can talk for days, um, and we have. <laughs> but um, uh, those two are nuggets. And, you know, um, and the, the end result for that, I just want to add to that, the end yeah. result today is what you see, a successful company, Yeah. Uh, you know, still charging higher than the average guy, having 17 crews and being backed up 12 weeks. Yeah. And maintaining those customers satisfied throughout the process. Yeah. Calling them every week and just letting them know that we didn't forget about them and here's where you're at with your job and so on. We have dedicated people that do the calls on a daily basis. So the, the, so what I'm saying is, based on what you just said and what I had said previously, the results is what you look at. You know, that's you, right. You, you measure everything by results, not you know. So if it didn't work, then we wouldn't be this successful. And by the way, I think it's worth noting that you are you sell the same product Correct. as however many other guys in your market, the product itself is essentially the same. And um, the, other, um, the other piece of it is everybody in the market knows you're more expensive. Everybody. And would, yeah, and I would add to that that, it, you know, here's, here's another little nugget, as you call them, is uh, when, when – other contractors are in the home sitting down with customers and all that, and a customer might say, hey, can you give me another name? Do you think that would be a good company that uh, would come out here and give me a second opinion? I need three estimates. 
and they all say, "Oh, you got to call Aries Roofing." <laughs> they're very, very good, and they're they're, but they're they're saying that because they know we're more expensive, so they have a better shot yeah. at getting the job over us. But we come in there from the on the back door, and we you know once they and we love to be the last ones there. And we give them our presentation and, you know, break it down to what they're going to get versus, and I'm talking value versus price. Yep. And they, they, you know, you, we take the job from these guys. Yeah. And I, I have some friendly competition. They'll call me. It says, Ari, I says, I recommended you to these people because I thought you were going to be, you know, I was going to get it because my price is higher. But I called them back and they said, no, they went with Aries. <laughs> that's nuts. Nice. The last company, if I'm a, if I'm competing against you, the last company that I'm going to recommend is you, because you guys are going to go in there and you're going to get the job. It's that's that's crazy. It is. I mean, I don't know if they caught on to that, but uh, we still get a lot of uh, people call us and say, "Hey, I had another roofer here. He says I need to get a price from you guys." <laughs> you know. So uh, hey, we love that. We love that. Yeah. So um, I want to talk a little bit about, um, I know we're coming up against the the clock here. Um, I want to talk a little bit about something that that you do a lot of, and um, and that's mentorship. Um, tell, tell, tell us why is that, why, why is, um, first off, what is a mentor? What is a mentor? And then let's, we'll talk a little bit about mentorship. Brian, I, I, you know, and you and I have known each other a few years, and and, and uh, we've worked a couple workshops together in order to bring young companies in and see if we can help them, you know, grow their business and all that. But uh, we haven't done anything in about three years, and uh, but I continue, uh, you know, what I got out of that is there's, there's, and, and I mean in my non-competitive district, if you would say, there are young companies that have a good head on their shoulder they just need to hear from like these veterans of the business you know the the bad and the good and the bad the minuses and plus and and if this guy airy is successful you know how can i get something from him that i can use in my business so uh, mainly through the industry nationwide because i do conferences and i do manufacturers you know uh, specialty conferences and so forth you know people hear about our company uh through those connections and i get calls i get calls throughout the year and sometimes it's just phone questions and sometimes it's a, hey, i'd love to come down and visit and see your operation i've heard a lot of good things and uh so a mentor is someone that would bring somebody in, set them down, and share your story and share your 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 experience with them, so that they don't have to go out there and make those same mistakes. Yeah, you know, and and and, and not have to to not that I wouldn't want them to not go through hardship because I think that makes you a better person, but there are certain traps out there that you can avoid and that you don't want to go down and lose all that, you know, the precious time and valuable uh, income going to those traps. And so we talk about that. That's basically as we engage, we round table, we brainstorm and we talk and we answer their questions. Uh, I, when I was young, I always looked to an older businessman that could tell me about business. And uh, now that I'm, you know, 
having a few gray hairs. I like to share those same uh, kind of uh, stories to people that want to hear it and uh, and help them. You know. You know, this is something I wish I learned a lot younger because in any business there are people that have more experience that are ahead of you by some number of years some some amount of experience and going to those people and asking for their advice um i think for the entrepreneur for that young company that you're talking about we're so alone most of the time mm-hmm. you know we feel like it's us against the world Correct. and what we tend to or or what we do forget is that hey, there's other people out there that have been there and done that and one of the things that i learned years later i wish i'd learned it early is that people love to be mentors you love it If somebody calls you up, a young, uh, like you say, a young company that's got a good head on their shoulders, if they call you up and they say, hey, Ari, um, I've I've got this issue. You don't know me, but this is who I am, and here's my company, and this is what I do, and blah, blah, blah. You will do whatever you can do to help this person. Absolutely. And, you know, there are so many people like you out there that'll do it. It's just a matter of reaching out to those people and just saying, "Hey, you know," and not, you know, you don't have to be alone. And, and it's not like this business is rocket science. It seems like it sometimes, but we, you can learn from from an area. You can learn from the other people out there that do um, that do home improvements because the business is very formulaic yeah and and my advice would be to to you know i mean don't if you're looking for a mentor for like the roofing industry i wouldn't go you know five miles up the road and say well right you know (laughs) the industry as a whole is the same everywhere okay there are different regulations and different styles of construction but the the business side of the industry is the same everywhere so yeah you i mean my recommendation is that if you have your relationship with your vendor your manufacturer ask them hey you know uh who in the industry that you've heard that you know can cater to some questions and things like that and sometimes it just begins with the phone call right you know and uh you know so we we have a program here that we call march mentorship you know it's a, the whole month the march we take phone i take phone calls or we'll have a guys come in for a couple of days uh whether early in the week or late in the week and they just kind of just open their eyes and listen you know open their eyes and open their ears and listen and watch what we do and then ask questions and most of the time they leave here if not all the time and they they've taken away they've got some things they can take back to their business and implement right away. And and we do it, I do it personally because I enjoy it, but I also do it here because, you know, iron sharpens iron. So if we're going to tell people we do this, then it's good to be reminded that we need to do this on the base on, right. all the time. 
So, you know, so it's good for my employees in the office and and we take them out to the job sites and it's good for my employees to see that we're helping others. Yeah. You know, and why are we doing that? So that they can hear it from from the ones that they ask. You know, because uh you know, to be the best, you have to act like the best. You know, and not just say you are. Right. Well, you are one of the best in the business, and I have uh, appreciated our relationship. Um, It's been, it's been. I just realized it's been seven years. We met, we met the Hausch family seven years ago at a wealth builder conference, and um, I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking your time to um to be a mentor on this call um on this podcast I will ask you back again because we just scratched the surface here but I think there um for those of you that are listening I think that you've got some golden nuggets here um from Ari um he 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 really is one of the best in the business and and really one of my most favorite people so thank you so much Ari for doing this um, for being on the podcast. Um, those of you that are listening, if you enjoyed uh, this podcast, uh, please go into iTunes and leave us a review. Make sure that you subscribe so that you will get each of the episodes as they uh, as they uh, come up live. And um, until next time, this is Brian Kaskavalsian from G4 marketing.